BDR's Prime Resources Podcast is dedicated to providing you with the knowledge you need to help your business achieve prime results, with prime being the most flourishing stage or state. Let's do this. Welcome to the Prime Resources Podcast. I'm Matt MacArthur, BDR's Director of Training. Today, our topic is making the first five minutes of a sales appointment count. Joining us today is Sean Weiss, BDR head coach and trainer. Sean, welcome back to the podcast. Matt, thanks so much for having me. And I, I'm so excited. I am in studio with you. This is really cool that we're doing this together in person. So thanks for having me. So glad that you're here and you're you're breaking in our new uh, BDR podcasting studio. So uh, yeah, it is definitely exciting to have you here on site. Absolutely. And as someone that leads BDR sales training, that coaches our clients on sales, I think you're the right guy to talk about how we make the most of the first five minutes of a sales appointment. So let's get into that today. I think this is going to be a good discussion. Five minutes doesn't sound like a lot of time, but I think some really powerful things can happen. And I'm looking forward to uh, how you tell us about that and give us some of those strategies. But I want to start by finding out when the first five minutes start. When does that actually happen? If we're talking about we're coming to a sales appointment, when does it begin? Right. Well, I mean, in reality, the, the clock really starts as soon as we pull up to the driveway or pull up in front of the house. You know, that customer has a, a sense of anticipation for us uh, arriving. So, you know, that's that's really when the clock starts ticking. But you could even almost take it even back a, a step further behind that at uh, at our first interaction or when we make that call to let them know that, you know, we're in our vehicle, we're on our way, we're going to be on time. And really what we're talking about in the first five minutes is just those critical first moments of interacting with the homeowner. So, you know, you could even take it back to, again, when that phone call is made to let them know that we're on our way. That's really when the start of this communication and relationship building with the homeowner begins. But, you know, once we have arrived on site, you know, that's really when that clock starts ticking towards those first five minutes and how critical they are. So it's, it, you know, it's just important that, uh, that we're aware of that. You know, I'm certain that we've all seen it. You know, when we've run sales calls or where we show up and they're peering out the windows or, you know, looking out through the blinds or the curtains and things like that, because there's that anticipation. So we need to be aware of that, uh, that we are, we are essentially on the clock at that point in time. Okay. It's uh, I like how you said that they're, they're looking forward to our arrival. They're anticipating our arrival. And when we mm-hmm. pull up in our vehicle, yeah, the clock starts ticking. So if that's what we're going to say, you know, that's roughly when the, what we're going to call in the first five minutes, and, and we're going to break down what that actually means. And it, you know, it might be five minutes, it might be seven minutes, who knows, we'll find out. But what should happen in that introductory period of time, those first five minutes? Let's start, let's start from, from we, we arrive on site, we're, we're getting out of your vehicle, being prepared being ready. So even before we've left to go to the customer's home, making sure that we've got everything organized uh, in our bags or in our backpacks so that once we do arrive on site, we can grab our bag and get right up to that front door. 
So if there's any phone calls that we're on or anything like that, we have to realize that this is, we need to be aware of this. We're on our customer's time right here. So we need to be respectful of that. So if we do have to complete a phone call conversation or something like that, you know, stop before we arrive at the customer's home, pull over before we get there, complete that call. That way, when we do arrive, you know, we can expedite the process of getting out of the vehicle, grabbing our tools and resources that we need and getting up to that front door. And then in that process of getting to the front door, you know, I say, you know, remove the blinders, you know, as much as we can, just be observant of your surroundings. Um, obviously respect the customer's property. We want to use uh, driveways and sidewalks to to get to that front door, no trudging through the grass, but being aware of, of the home that you're, that you're walking up to, the neighborhood, things like that. Because in reality, what we want to start doing in those first five minutes and why the first five minutes are so critical is we're building a relationship with this homeowner. We're getting to know them. So anything that we can, any commonalities or anything like that, that we can identify even leading up to that front door is important. So expediting the process. And then once we, you know, arrive at the door, be respectful. You know, we want to, we want to knock, you know, try to avoid ringing any doorbells if at all possible, unless they have a camera doorbell system or something like that. You know, obviously utilize the technology they have out there. It's there for a reason, but, you know, be respectful, give them personal space, step back as they, as they open the door, um, you know, introduce ourselves and offer a handshake. And, you know, some, some areas of the country that could still be a little precarious, um, but read your customer. This is where now we're starting to begin to read and dissect our customer, their demeanor, how much of a hurry do they seem to be in or how relaxed is the atmosphere. And as we enter into that home, it is my, my thought that I want to avoid talking about the reason why we're there, why we're there at this point. I want to get to know the homeowner. So again, as I'm entering into that home, I'm just being perceptive of things in that home. Is there anything that I can find common ground with them? You know, if you were to if you were to walk Matt into my home uh, right now, my wife has been kind enough to allow me to display uh, my collection of guitars that I have hanging on the uh, on the walls in the living room. And uh, so, you know, something like that, uh, me playing guitar, I come into a home, you know, that's that's going to stand out to me. And, you know, I can I could talk about that. Oh, my gosh, goodness, look at these guitars you know or you know just anything um to have discussions of outside of heating and air and i'm also not a huge proponent of slapping them in the face with a bunch of discovery questions at this point in time and i, I see that happen a lot in some sales processes where where we where we try to just get down to the reason why we're there right away and that will come and i think you know in some cases that may come dependent upon how the customer um is kind of directing the flow of this to go they may need to expedite it a little bit more and they may not have time for you know small talk and things like that so you know we've got to read our customers well and, and realize if they're you know wanting to expedite the process well then maybe it's time to just step right into it but as best we can you know start to have conversations outside of heating or anything anything you know and obviously we're avoiding the the no-no things of uh, religion and politics. If I'm in the ever in the South, I try to avoid conversations on college football too. That could be a slippery slope and precarious to go down. But you know, any of these conversations that we can have just to uh, start to build. Uh, essentially, what we're doing here is we're building trust with that homeowner and uh, and then bridging that into why we're there. Definitely try to avoid you know immediately just slapping them in the face with a bunch of uh, clipboard questions that I have. Um, it just it feels and smells salesy. Okay. You have provided a lot of great information there that I want to spend some time breaking down a little bit. And first thing I found interesting was that 
you know, when we say the first five minutes, that's the title of this podcast is making the first five minutes of a sales appointment count. And most people probably think that happens when we come to the front door and we start knocking and, and that's the start of it. But you've opened mm-hmm. our eyes and our, our minds here to thinking that it might actually start in front of that. And there's things we can do to set up even those first five minutes to be positioned to do some of the things that we want to do, like building a relationship and creating a great first impression by just how we approach the home the observations that we make on the neighborhood, as you said, being aware of the neighborhood, our preparation, even before we actually pull up in front of the home. I thought this that was a great one. We don't necessarily want to pull up in front of the customer's home, sit there for 10 minutes while we take a phone call. Meanwhile, they, they've separating the blinds and peering out. Are we coming in? What are we doing? What's going on yeah. in this guy's mind? So a lot of great stuff there. But I want to hone in on the first five minutes. So you gave us all that strategies on how approaching the home, arriving, getting ready for the, that first five minutes. And let's just call the first five minutes when we start knocking on the door. Are you okay with that? Let's do it. All right. So that first five minutes, we're building a relationship, as you said. It made me think about building rapport. You mentioned the guitars on the walls in your home. You know, that's a way to build rapport with someone by making those observations. Maybe it was observation in the neighborhood. Maybe it was an observation of their yard. Maybe it was observation of their entryway. And now you got something to talk about beyond sales. And that to me was the point that really stood out is we don't have to come in and be a salesperson that's in their face. We want to come in and build a relationship and the sales will be an outgrowth of that. Correct. So can you talk a little bit more? You you mentioned finding common ground, not necessarily peppering them with discovery questions. What what does that look like to really build a relationship in those initial stages? Every sales call is is a fingerprint, right? It's it's unique. So I think as home solution advisors in this industry, we have to be able to very quickly adapt to the situation, become chameleons of sorts. I mean, it could look you know, any different way. It's a difficult task and one that you have to work at. Um, You know, a lot of it, a lot of times it comes natural to people, but to just being able to read the homeowner and make a, you know, essentially in-game adjustments to, to that process. But, you know, going back to, again, just once we've gotten inside that home and as opposed to peppering them with a bunch of questions. And I think one of the things that becomes the most difficult thing is, is to really train yourself to be an active observer and an active listener and allow that to dictate somewhat of the flow of these conversations that, that occur. And again, this is, this is everything outside of what we're there to do. This is, this is just finding common ground, finding commonalities and building rapport and relationship uh, relationships with the homeowner with respect to whatever it could be. I mean, there's there's any number of things that it could be. Again, every situation is going to be different. So that means that we have to be able to quickly, in a matter of moments, ascertain, you know, exactly what all this information, sensory, you know, visual and smells and, and sounds and things like that, dogs barking, uh, cooking dinner in the kitchen, I mean, any of these things could be, oh my goodness, that smells delicious. What are you, what are you making? You know, maybe, maybe if I stay late enough, you'll invite me for dinner, you know, whatever it could be, but, you know, just really training yourself to be present in the moment, 
remove any distractions. Um, we don't need the cell phone buzzing in the pocket or ringing or anything like that. And just be present and observant and taking in everything inside that home so that we can, you know, transition into these conversations of just uh, common ground and that eventually will lead to why we're there. Like you said earlier, you know, the first five minutes, it may be the first seven minutes. Heck, Matt, I've had it to where it's the first hour and a half and we're sitting on the couch going, oh my goodness, yeah, we've got some work to do, don't we? We still have to go. <laughs> I'm here for a reason. We're not here to sit here and talk, you know, about sports or whatever it could be. But, uh, you know, just just allow that to kind of naturally develop uh, with that homeowner. And if it is, you know, if it's three minutes, great. If it's 20 minutes, awesome. Because this right here, here is what is going to be a major differentiator between us and our competition out there. You know, the average in-home consultation right now for heating and air is about 20, 30, maybe 45 minutes max. And so most of that is going to be consisting of just getting in to the, the discovery process, the practicalities of what we're there, taking you know measurements, things like that. It's really stepping over what I believe is one of the most critical components in the process, which is the relationships, which builds trust, which the byproducts, like you said, become the sale here. So reading our customer and reading the situation and training ourselves to be observant and adapting to the situations that we find ourselves in and using that as leverage to create those relationships with the homeowners is, is what it takes. Right on. Yeah. And so I want to dive in on one thing you said there about building trust, you know, because you've talked a good deal here about the relationship and kind of maybe the artistic side of sales, you know, being able to take in all this different information and process it and start using it to build a relationship. But you've mentioned building trust a couple times. Are there some specific things we can do early on in a sales appointment that will help us build that trust with the homeowner? 100%. Absolutely. I think uh, something that's just is like just such a simple concept, but oftentimes um, with you know, our industry and things like that, that, that can derail us from this. But how about just being on time, you know, when we're there? I mean, that, that to me is just so important. That is utter regard for the homeowner's time. Other things concerning building trust within the first five minutes is just being respectful of the property, you know, again, using sidewalks and things like that. If we see an Amazon package, you know, if down on the sidewalk or, you know, below the porch, you know, bring that up to the front door, whatever it might be. As they open the door, respecting, you know, uh, their property, asking, you know, for permission to come in, utilizing uh, shoe covers, wearing shoe covers, that should be a standard practice for everyone right now and not not um, overstepping some of the things that occur here when, especially concerning shoe covers, when somebody invites us into their home, you know, hey, you know, go, come on in. And uh, we say, well, one moment, let me, let me go ahead and put my shoe covers on here. Nine times out of 10, most homeowners are going to say, ah, you don't have to worry about that. We got kids, dogs running around here, dirt and all that stuff. You don't have to worry about wearing shoe covers, but you know, we let the homeowner know, you know what, I appreciate that, but it, you know, it is company policy and I want to make certain that I am, you know, respecting your property, you know, respecting your home and I won't, you know, not bringing in mud or anything. You know, I was the last house I was at, there was mud in the backyard, things like that. And effectively what the homeowner has done there is they've unknowingly, they've given us permission to break company rules, but we, we declined to do that. We're going to follow company rules. And, and really these are these little chess piece moves that we're making with that homeowner that really start to build a case for us. And, you know, when we do the right thing, even though no one's watching us, 
that's, you know, that's integrity right there. So that, you know, even just something as subtle as declining their offer for us to not wear shoe covers and wearing them instead starts to build a case for integrity right there. And then as we get in to the home, you know, just with, with, I think with, with all of us in any relationships that we have, whether it's a spouse or, you know, a best friend from high school or college or anything like that, the trust that we have in these people come from relationships, right? Come from an established a knowing and understanding of each other here too. And so when we get into these conversations outside of heating and air, we begin to know and understand each other, which I think is a, is a major platform for trust. I mean, when we get down to brass tacks here and we're we're looking at numbers that are astronomically higher than what they were anticipating, sometimes two, three, four times more than what they had maybe thought of in their head. Trust is going to be a major currency to build that bridge from what they thought this was going to be to what this in reality is as far as a price differential. Trust is going to have to be a huge bridge to get us over that hump and get us into those conversations and effectively getting the sale, right? The a relationship that we build trust, you know, with and on trust with that homeowner, the byproduct of all this is the sale. So my goal is to build the relationship, build trust. Good things will come from that if this is my focus outside of any type of salesy tactics or anything like that. My goal is to build that relationship and build that trust. Good things will come. I like that. And, you know, when we build a relationship, we build trust. Now you're not seen as the sales guy. You're seen as Sean because That's right. you've gone beyond that. And, and now it's less of a sales conversation. So I, I think that's brilliant, your approach to this. And yeah, it's one, the first name basis. Exactly. Right? That's what we want to be on. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I got to call back on just because it personally resonated with me, you mentioned the shoe protection coming into the home. That is a big one for my wife. We've had some like, showdowns with contractors <laughs> right right at the start because they come in they've got boots on the boots are dirty and they step inside the house and my wife's right there and it's like it's like a standoff from an old western movie you know <laughs> who's gonna move first the contractor's sitting there and my wife's waiting what are they gonna do because they're not gonna step on my carpet because if somebody steps on my carpet with those boots somebody's going down <laughs> you know and so you could win my wife over in the first 10 seconds of a sales call by stepping in the door and saying, hey, I need to put on my shoe protection. That's our right. company policy. Right. I want to show respect to your home. Boom. My wife is in. Yeah. She's calling you by your first name. She's bringing Yeah. She's saying, I hope you stay for dinner. You smell what's cooking. Yeah. You better there stay for dinner yeah. because uh, you're treated yeah. with respect. But I think that's the thing is it, 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 we, we never know what could be because there's always more than likely that one thing right? That one thing that got us the job, right? And, and half the time, it's not because of price or it's not because of the product, the specific brand of product that's going in. It could be the fact that we wore our shoe covers. It could be the fact that we were talking about numbers at, at the kitchen table and, uh, you know, their, their kids are climbing up at the kitchen table and, you know, being a part of it. And I go, oh, hold on one second. I've got uh, coloring books and some crayons. Would it be okay if I gave it to them? I mean, it could be that. I mean, the whole reason we got the sale is because I brought coloring books for the kids. It has nothing to do with anything else. And I think that's that's why it's so critical. On you. And to your point here with with your wife and the shoe covers, we don't know. We don't know 
what could be the tipping point for someone, whether to to go with us or to not go with us. So I think that's why this process and having a repeatable process that we follow every single time is key because we never know. We never know what it's get, what it could be that's going to get us that job that the, it's going to set them over the edge. Right on. So let me ask you this, Sean. We've spent a good amount of time talking about the first five minutes, you know, in quotes. It might be longer than that as we build a relationship and make connections with the homeowner. Let's just talk briefly about what's going to happen next after that first five minutes and how do we transition and, and what are we really trying to set up in that initial time period as a next step in the sales appointment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, as part of the first five minutes, I mean, obviously at some point we're going to have to transition to what we're what we're there to do. But my ultimate goal as we transition out of those first five minutes and we had, you know, let's just call the thermostat as a great starting point. I mean, that's the homeowner's connection to their system. So it's a good natural starting point in the discovery process. So really that's what we're transitioning out of is in the first five minutes is to that discovery process. So one of the big things that's very, very critical as we transition out of the first five minutes is to reestablish the expectations, which hopefully were communicated at the time we scheduled the sales appointment with the homeowner, but reestablish the expectations that we would love for the homeowner to be a part of the next steps in our process, in our discovery, as we go to the thermostat, then we go room by room, then we go indoor equipment, we check the outdoor equipment. We want the homeowner to be involved in that process. Um, I mentioned earlier the average uh, the average in-home sales consultation is anywhere from 20 to 45 minutes, right? You know, in our process that we're looking at here and discussing, you know, I'm, I know we're just on the first five minutes, but we're talking an hour, hour and a half, maybe even two hours or more. Uh, so it's it, there's quite a bit that goes into that. And, uh, you know, the homeowner needs to understand why this process takes an hour, hour and a half, two hours versus, you know, the last company that was here that was in and out in 20 minutes. Again, as another chess piece move here, really differentiating and really without discrediting or negatively speaking about our competition, they're doing it to themselves. They're setting themselves up for failure. So really, as we transition out of the first five minutes, just explaining to the homeowner uh, exactly everything that is going to unfold uh, from here on out and and putting some timestamps to it, I think is important too. It helps us to compartmentalize that hour and a half or so that that, that it's going to take uh, and really breaking it down into bite-sized chunks as we go through each step of the discovery process. And then again, um, really uh, inviting that homeowner to be a part of that process, inviting them to aid and assist us even in that process with some of the, the tools and resources that we use, a, a digital laser tape, which most homeowners find pretty cool, you know, having them take some measurements and things like that. So really, you know, as we transition out of the first five minutes, setting the expectation and encouraging and inviting them to be a part of that process so that they can bear witness to everything that goes into gathering the information and putting together proper system designed options for them. Okay. Yeah. When there's a lot to do on a sales appointment and we probably have some future podcast episodes to break down those other points of the process. I liked what you talked about there, you know, so after that first five minutes, we start transitioning, communicating the expectations for the sales appointment and getting their participation. To me, that's really a continuation of this relationship. You know, hey, we're going we're gonna to go do this together, you know, and, and this is going to be our thing that we're going to build together and you're going to be part of it all along the way. So I, th- I love how that continues that relationship and connection portion that, that we tried to create in the first five minutes. 
It, it, yeah, it absolutely does. Um, and, and then again, as we are on this journey in this discovery process throughout the home, I mean, it is just an absolute continuation of those conversations because new observations, new things that we see or smell or observe, you know, different occupants in the home we might meet or dogs, cats, things like that. It all is just a continuation really of those initial conversations and more conversations of personal nature and things like that could occur throughout the process here. So really, truly, you're, you're absolutely right. It is a natural transition, but still remaining in that relationship building mode with them during the discovery process when you know most others are kind of abandoning the customer right there while i go gather every all the information i need why do that you know why not take advantage of the situation and the time that we have to have them as a part of that now i may not necessarily be inviting them up into attics and things like that but continue it on continue those conversations continue building that relationship and building that trust with the homeowner so 100% accurate. Beautiful. Well, I think we've given a good overview of the first five minutes and really all the things that can happen, should happen in that time period. Are there things a, a salesperson can do to try to really become better at that first five minutes? Practice makes perfect, definitely. And I, and I said it a little bit earlier, this could be one of the more difficult things to really train yourself to be observant on things that you see in the home and just, you know, notice we've got uh, scented wall plugins, you know, in the home, or we've got blankets on the couches or, you know, whatever it might be. These are all things too, that we're taking in and observing as far as triggers. I, I would just say, you know, just keep working at it. Just be an observant and an active listener to conversations and things like that. I think that's where the training comes in. And uh, I, I think we just learned through repetition here. So just know, it, hey, on the next call I run, I'm really going to be paying attention to everything that they're saying or how they're saying certain things or different things in the home. Just, you know, anything that I can do to have conversations outside of, of heating and air and why we're there. And over time, we'll become more comfortable with it and more adept at these conversations. So just continue on the course and, you know, be aware and working towards being more observant and being more of an active listener so we can uh, start to have more uh, unique conversations with our homeowners. Yeah. And you said it earlier about having a repeatable process. And that sounds like what you're really getting at there is, is mm -hmm. as we practice this, we'll, we'll start to have a repeatable process where when we come to the door and that first five minutes begins, we're going to thank them for inviting them into the home and say, we're going to put on our shoe covers because we know Matt's wife, that's how we're going to win her that's over right. Uh, right at the start. <laughs> then each individual will develop their own process. And then, yeah, the more they do that with repetition, as you said, now we'll have something that we can do continually and really set us up for a great sales appointment. This is just five minutes of mm -hmm. an hour and a half, but it's so mm -hmm. crucial and so critical. So I think this has been a great conversation about the first five minutes of a sales appointment, Sean. Do you have any final thoughts about this that you want to share with our listeners? Yeah, no, um, I think just to kind of put a red ribbon on this is, yeah, just develop that process and, and work it every day and stick to it. You know, I, I go back to uh, Joel Embiid of the of the 76ers, right? And then they, they went through this huge rebuilding process of addition by subtraction and, um, you know, trying to get all these, dra you know, low draft picks to get some of this new talent coming in. And Joel used to just say to the media all the time, trust the process. So in all 
all of this, you know, it's never going to be perfect right out of the box. We just got to trust and stick to it and keep massaging that process and good things will come when we do that. All right. Trust the process. Make the most of the first five minutes. Make them count. Build a relationship. Build rapport. Get to know the homeowner and find common ground. Don't necessarily pepper them with those discovery questions yet. Set up the rest of the appointment by building that relationship in the beginning. Sean, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks, Matt. Uh, It's been fantastic. And we thank everyone for listening. Wahoo.